Hi guys, welcome to Film Feeds. I'm your host, CJ Kaiser. We've got a great episode coming up for you. Just quick announcements. We've got some comedy shows coming up in the future. Please check out my Twitter account at IamSeizure or on Facebook at IamSeizure as well. And don't forget, Film Feud Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Film Feud Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Film Feuds. Now send in your questions there, send in your uh, topics. If we use them, we'll give you a free Film Feuds poster. Also, don't forget to check out our other podcast, Game Grudges, which we're still waiting on the second episode, but, you know, long story. And don't forget to check out my comic book, New Age, at New Age Comic on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, now, if you listen to this on Podomatic, please subscribe, please leave a comment, please like it. Um, and if you listen to iTunes, please give us a good rating, because we need to get on that featured page eventually. So, really appreciate it. All right, let's get into the episode. To the idiot mobile. Right away, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Feuds. I'm your host, CJ Kaiser, and we've got a great episode today. Now, since yesterday was Australia Day, we are doing Best Australian Movie. Now, we're doing all types of genres because Australia doesn't really have that much of a rich uh, movie history anymore. So, we're doing Best Australian Movie. And I've got three exciting guests. Guys have never been on the podcast before, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we go seven, eight questions. The guests don't know what they are, and they have to make an argument for each question. The show is spoiler-filled, so if you haven't watched the movies, sorry, but this is a movie podcast after all. Now, if you've got any questions or topics you want to hear, please send them into at Film Feud Podcast. On Facebook, we're at at Film Feuds. We're still in the legal battle with the other guys for the Twitter account. But that's another thing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, I Am Seizure and on Facebook at the same handle. Now, we'll start off with my guest on the right. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for quite a while, and he finally said yes. It's Rodney Todd. How are you doing, man? Good, good. How are you going? Good, good. And you can find him on Twitter at Rodney underscore Todd. There'll be a link in the description below. Which movie mm. did you pick? I picked Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright. And a quick uh, synopsis for those who don't know what it is. Well, it's about a teacher who's teaching out in the outback, and he's going to go on a holidays to see his girlfriend in Sydney. But he's got to cross over to a town called Bundan Yabba. The Yabba, as the locals call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, all kinds of stuff happens there in and, the Yabba. And uh, what kind of movie would you describe it as? Oh, I reckon it's a psychological thriller. Nice. And uh, why'd you pick that one? Because I like it. Cool. All right. Good answer. All right. We'll move on to uh, next. We have Will McKellar, and you can find him on Instagram at Alicia underscore smells. Uh, which, which movie did you pick? Hey, thanks, Amy. I, uh, I picked uh, Animal Kingdom, uh, which is a film by... Uh, uh, David uh, Michaud. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thriller. It's a crime thriller. Um, it's not a sexy crime thriller. It's just a, it's a gritty, gritty crime thriller. Um, I was also meant to say why I picked it. Yep. Um, I picked it uh, due to the lack of sexiness. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty unsexy movie, um, and I'm pretty sexually awkward. So uh, it, was, it was a good fit for me. Nice. And uh, finally, we got uh, Andrew Hastings. You can find him on Twitter, at Andrew Hastings. Very easy to find there. And which movie did you pick and why? Hi, Seizure. I picked Muriel's <laughs> Wedding. Uh, big fan of the film. Um, it's, it's about a woman, a young woman, her journey from being a girl to being a woman. Uh, you know, she learns a lot about herself. She travels from a small coastal town called Porpoise Pit. Uh, she moves to, I think, Sydney or Melbourne. I can't remember. I haven't seen it for a few years. Uh, she learns a lot about herself, she learns a lot about love, and she learns a lot about ABBA. It's a great film, <laughs> can't recommend it enough. Fantastic. And what genre would this be in? I would call it a feel-good family comedy. Family comedy? Uh, there's like, mate, I don't know. Older family. Yeah, like, oh, okay. a, like yeah. teens and mums can yeah. get on board. Awesome. Alright, so you guys ready? Uh, you know the rules, we've explained it. Okay, so let's start yeah, off we- with question one. Uh, and we'll start off with Rodney to make his first arguments. Mm, mm. Question one. Which movie had the best lead? Oh, they have to be Wake and Fright. Because it's better than that other shit. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I never really liked any of the characters in um, Animal Kingdom. The game, they really... And I guess they weren't supposed to be likeable, but the, I reckon the best lead was um, the guy that played John Grant. What's his name? Anyway, he's so good that I forgot his name. That's how good he is. Because I was immersed in the character, John Grant, that I don't know what... He was so great, yeah. Well, playing that, like that was like, you know, like pretty much a guy going insane and a person acting that. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty good actor. It was a great lead, too. Will? Alrighty. I would, I, well, obviously, I'd have to say Animal Kingdom has the best lead character. Mm. Um, uh, James, James uh, Frenchville uh, playing Joshua J. Cody. I mean... Uh, He's a young, he's a young Australian boy, a young uh, Australian, you know, Caucasian teen, thrust mm. into a world of crime, and mm. his his formless, emotionless face really captures 
every like Caucasian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Pretty easy. <laughs> oh man, I should mention Andrew's the only white person on this podcast. It's today, pretty so. easy to act. Oh, oh man, yeah. racist. You can act like emotional seasons. Oh no, but, he, but he's so vacant. He's so like there's nothing like you can just see Maybe. there's nothing going on in his brain. Maybe the actor's an idiot. Mate, well, <laughs> I mean, if if he is, well, uh, well done to him. But he's uh, he he truly does capture you know that mm. quintessential shapeless blob of a. All right, guys, maybe it's time for the white guy to talk. I feel like Um, As someone who was at one point a white teenager, Mm -hmm. only person here who can speak on that experience. (laughs) With his his Paramore t-shirt on. I'm youthful. I'm full of vigor. Uh, No, being being a white male teen is probably the hardest of all demographics to be. Uh, I feel like we have it hardest of all possible combinations of age, race gender um yeah i don't know i think uh it makes sense because it is just uh being being a 17 year old white boy is literally just a, a vacuum in your head just filled with nothing but thoughts of revenge of those who have wronged you and uh getting pussy that's uh, all there is to it i can't speak about being a non-white teen unfortunately for the for the viewers at home, uh, Andrew also has a My Chemical Romance backpack. Guys, I have a lot which... of emotions, <laughs> and I like to express them through backpacks. Right? I mean, uh, did you even uh, talk about your movie just then? No, he <laughs> didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Just, just talk about yourself. Yeah. All right. Were you the best lead? I think the best wedding? lead in any Australian movie is Brandon Lee in The Crow. I think he's the ultimate. <laughs> I think he gets the point. <laughs> uh, no, it's obviously Tony Collette for Muriel's Wedding. Um, mm. Something about the way she portrays the struggle of middle-class white Australia. <laughs> Just move me, just inside. And so I also the only one that laughed was you. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? We don't... Um, I've never seen it, so I don't know what he's talking about from the start. Muriel's Wedding's the only movie I've ever seen. I've heard that in The Crow. The crow. <laughs> right. um, no, she's great. She There's something about um, the sort of the desperation, the sad desperation of being sort of like a lonely middle class sort mm. of Indian country. I don't know, it really spoke to me. Uh, it, it really spoke to me. Was that the one that was filmed at the, uh, the Imperial Hotel? No, that's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, I nearly picked that sequel, movie, that actually. One, it? <laughs> it's a great movie. Didn't they come out around the same time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was like 90s. Mm. All right, yeah. well, uh, mm. uh, look, I'm going to rule one out at this point, straight away. Will, I'm going to rule your one out because oh, uh, I don't think you're going to be enough of a description of your character. Just, uh, yeah, well, I don't think there's yeah, much yeah, of a character, but he just yeah. he plays it so well. <laughs> That a character without any background or traits becomes such a gripping lead. Mm. <laughs> Not ruling you out. He's like, he's like he's like Master Chief of Halo. Like he he doesn't have a first. He becomes you. Oh, like a like a Mary Sue type. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy you, Sue. What's the name of the Peggy film? Sue, no. What, no. Ah, like what the fan fiction thing where you put yourself in the yeah yeah, 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 it's yeah like that thing. Page like thirty seven. Go up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, I'm trying to think of an example that's a dude. And not Master Chief. Yeah, because it's always like, I don't know. Legend Suit Larry. <laughs> yeah, Legend Suit Larry. Do you know, whenever I watch the 50 Cent film Get Rich or Die Trying, I just mentally insert myself straight into that role. Yeah. Hustling. Yeah, just Hustling. one, selling crack cocaine on the streets of New York. Two, being a genius rap artist. That's it. I'm sure we can all relate to that. All right, so like I said, Will, you're out. Uh, so it's down to these two, but which one are you leaning towards? Probably he, Rodney. He's, he really? actually had yeah. some form of argument. What? Tony Collette's well, a fucking genius. Well, uh, after Andrew's rambling, though, um, he actually made a point, and I still don't know which one to go oh, did with he? yet. Yeah, um, I know it's hard. You usually tune out with him, but um, like <laughs> after enough. that, it was pretty good. So I'm kind of leaning towards Andrew. So uh, I'm going to have to get you guys to make one last point each before I give the about point. About the lead? Yeah. Well, this, I mean, the guy that played uh, John Grant, he was playing a guy that was, you know, in immense pain, going insane, where Muriel's wedding was just like having a few She dinners. has her own pain. <laughs> she was, what pain? She just, okay. There's no pain. She's I'll, just acting, having a good time. I will say this about having a wedding. Muriel's wedding, and I'm yeah, not saying that this is right. I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. Was she Muriel? She plays Muriel. Oh, yes. okay. okay, so uh, female leads looks in Hollywood are highly valued. That's one of their main sort of selling points mm, as an mm. actress. 
uh, I imagine it would be quite hard on her career to sort of make herself unattractive for a role. She put on quite a bit of weight for that role, to, and she's quite an attractive woman, and she has to play sort of like a dorky, like awkward, overweight. Frumpy? From very frumpy, frumpy. Um, sort of, yeah, boring middle class woman essentially, uh, and that's I think a very brave move. Would you say? Honest. Would you say she's like the proto like Bridget Jones? She's like that, it's, it's, laying the groundwork for that. I would say she not only lay the groundwork for that, but I think she actually does it better. I'm actually making <laughs> genuine earnest points about Muriel's <laughs> wedding right now, which I'm finding it hard to believe, but genuinely impressed by that. Ronnie, do you want to counter that? No, <laughs> that was brutal. Man. You know what? I'm going to have to give it an injury. Yeah, fair enough. Point. Yep. Andrew's got the point. Yay. All right, so first on the board. Next, and we'll start with the will, this one. Which one had the coolest plot? Um, what, what was the plot for Miro's wedding? It was just Miro's getting married, isn't okay, it? Okay, so it's all... No, no, oh, not you Wait your turn. I, just, <laughs> I was looking for a sentence answer. I mean, I mean Animal Kingdom had any, everything in terms of plot. Not anything. It was very much a crime thriller. But, I mean, so much suspense. Straight from the get-go, you don't, you know... They're a bunch of unlikable people, but you're just, you're just yeah. so close to them that you just—it's like co-workers. You just sort of have to like them, and you have to sort of see the good in them. Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, it, it, it all starts from like you know, and you don't like these characters, but you are interested in what's going to happen. Like, as soon as uh, Joel Edgerton's character gets shot in the car park, uh, spoiler alert. Joel Edgerton. Is it Joel Edgerton? It's Joel. Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, it is. So <laughs> but we don't have to spoil. Words. We don't have to. All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, as soon as he gets popped, you're just like, whoa! Like, it's like. Uh, it's like an, an old Guy Ritchie film. You know, anything mm-hmm. can happen. You don't know what's going to happen. So the entire time, like even when it ends, even when they get caught, uh, you know, uh, you still like it's the movie's still going. You're thinking, it, well, obviously there's not a re- like this isn't resolved yet. It's it's like a roller coaster, but if the tracks were made out of like, if it wasn't finished, and then you don't even if it's getting built mm, while you're riding the yeah. roller coaster, mm. you know what I mean? It's just it's just seat of your pants thrills and action, which. It's two things I I think these other two movies didn't have in there in there. Yeah, but, okay, Andrew. Okay. Did Muriel's I not do it again? Did I not make a point? No. Really. <laughs> Damn it! The, 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 which one had the coolest plot? You didn't say anything about the plot. Uh, you just said it's a cool scene and. Um, fuck. <laughs> but I'll get back to you. Let's just okay. go, to Andrew. I do want to talk about the crow, but uh, before <laughs> I do that, Muriel's wedding, right? Okay, obviously fantastic film. The plot of Muriel's wedding is it's a woman, she's struggling in a small town, she moves to Sydney, she meets a woman whose mm. name I can't remember, played by Rachel Griffiths, who's also Brenda in Six Feet Under. She sort of brings her out of her shell. Now, the whole thing about Muriel is she's obsessed with two things, ABBA and weddings. She All loves right. them. Cannot get enough of them. So it's about her sort of trying to find her own sort of identity. In the process, she meets an ath- uh, Olympic swimmer. Can't remember what country he's from. He's looking for essentially a green card wedding. She gets to live out her fantasy of, you know, marrying this handsome, statuesque athlete, essentially, right? Even though she knows it's a sham wedding, all she ever wanted was a wedding. She gets Mm. to live out the wedding. But then, through the power of ABBA, she realises that a marriage without love is no marriage at all. And it's not really what she wanted. And she grows. So that's a a clearly defined character arc right there. That story moved me, and I think if it didn't move you... You don't have a soul. Uh, that's where I stand on Muriel's wedding, and that's why I think it's the best plot. Ronnie. Well, okay. That, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> How's he winning this? I'm yeah, so annoyed. It's uh, well, a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you bothered to watch Wagon Fright, you'd see that it's a great psychological thriller, and the plot is a guy, that guy, teacher, just wants to get out of teaching. He's going away on his holidays for, to visit his girlfriend in, in Sydney. He's, living in a, he's working in a country outback town. It's hot as fuck. And it's surrounded by, you know... I guess pretty much Outback Bogans. And yeah, and he tries to... He goes and plays a bit of two-up to try and win a bit of money so he gets out of his hex debt or whatever it is in the movie. Similar to a hex debt, whatever yeah. it's called. And yeah, and he, tr- he struggles hard. It's like a, you know, this an average guy just trying to win in life, but he just sort of suffers around in the immense heat that the show is. The show is really hot to watch. On a hot day, you're watching that film. It's pretty fucking hot. I don't want to yeah. give away more stuff. So. No, you can give away more stuff. It's fine. Like, like, Are you going to ask what's your favourite scene next? Okay, don't well, give away enough. All, right. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, do you want to get back in this? Oh, uh, I mean, so I'll have a. So the plot is it's a crime family, and you're watching the slow downfall of this. I'm not going to say empire because it's not an empire, but we'll, now I'm going to just call. I'm going to mulligan on this one. I'll, I'll bring it back next yeah. round. All right. 
So you're out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have arguments against <laughs> I go Animal on. Kingdom. So I watched the trailer and read the Wikipedia article on the way here, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it seemed fine. It seemed fine. It seemed like essentially a cheap imitation of a Guy Ritchie film. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's unfair to say. I mean, it would be more yeah. fair to say if I'd seen it, but... Yeah, but from what you've seen, so from what I've seen that is unfair to say if you haven't actually seen it. <laughs> what I saw, <laughs> what I saw was a lot of characters, a lot of names, a lot of guns, a lot of quick cuts, a lot of stuff. Where's the heart? Muriel's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Ava. It's got weddings. It's got fat Tony Collette. Hey, it wasn't fat Tony Collette. It was frumpy Tony. Frumpy Collette. Tony Collette. You're throwing fat around. Well, no, fat compared to skinny Tony oh. Collette. Like ooh, for ooh. her, she's still like she's not even that big in it. I don't think, but. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's like a cheap Guy Ritchie because like Guy Ritchie's characters are like, you know, lovable. And then like, you know, you love Turkish from Snatch. I meant the writing. <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. <laughs> Just like how you laid down the law there. I meant the writing. Yeah. Um, well, who are you leaning towards since you're out? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Andrew. Again. Andrew's making yeah. good points. Can I, I will say this though. I also read the Wikipedia article and watched the trailer for, what's it called? Wake and Fry? Yeah. That looked incredible and I it's really want to say it. Film. Do you want to argue it. for Ronnie on this one? No, yeah. I want to argue for Muriel's wedding every day until I die. <laughs> Do you have anything to take him down, Ronnie? He hasn't seen the film. <laughs> he doesn't need to see it. You're just going to make an argument for you. Well, if you've drinking plot? inside any kind of Australian, Australian pub and you've been around people Why who would drink, I do that? drink heavily, <laughs> you'll see the beauty of this film. But you haven't seen the film. Well, I mean, let's not single me out. Is this, <laughs> are you saying you can't argue against him because he, he doesn't have enough knowledge to argue against? I have more than enough You've got to convince me, not him. <laughs> I'm going to convince you. Yeah. Asia. All right. Yeah. We'll just pick me. There, conv- I'll convince it doesn't work you. like that. It doesn't work. Well, yeah, you, you've seen Wake in Fire. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen Muriel's Wedding? No. You oh, should. <laughs> but, case, he's case me, but he's made an argument for it, and I kind of want to really see it now. Good. Like, mm. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to give <laughs> the point points again to Andrew. All right, Andrew's on two. That's um, the lowest point in my life. Yeah, right and what are we on? Nothing? Yep, nothing. I genuinely is. think you guys should watch it again. It's a really great film. All Can't right. speak highly of it enough. Now, Andrew starts this one. Yeah. Best Aussie moment. Oh, Okay. Great question. I would say the best... No, I'm thinking of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Um, the best... <laughs> similar. Uh, no, okay. There's a great scene where the mother character, can't mm. remember her name, she's walking down the aisle of some sort of IGA or Woolworths or Coles or something like that, and she shoplifts, and then she gets caught shoplifting. Uh, and it's like a repeated thing. It's something that keeps coming up as she's like a kleptomaniac. Um, and it's quite a lighthearted film, but it... <laughs> It's quite sad that the, the, the father figure who's some sort of... I think he's the mayor or something. He has to keep sort of bribing the police mm. with, like, beer. And it's it's this running thing of this really tragic sort of father figure who's in denial of his own family's obvious problems. And there's something about the sort of suburban... Um, I'm trying to think of a better word for mediocrity. Something about, like, the mundane. Like, mm. the, the mundane sort of suburban setting of, 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 a, of just a sort of a housewife shoplifting from an IGA or whatever in this setting of uh, this sort of sunny Australian sort of coastal town and then sort of the turns up there's something sort of um, quite like melancholic like melancholic Rodney (laughs) (laughs) I'll say the scene when well you know most of it's if you've seen the movie a lot of the scenes set in, in a in a club or a pub, I think yeah. it's more. So this, remember, the question is most Aussie moment. Aussie moment yeah, yeah, yeah. was okay. when when they're in the club and they're and they're drinking heavily, and then everyone it's very noisy, and then the ode comes on to uh, you know the RSL. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of the thing? Is it the the one at uh, five o'clock? The dawn the, service. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. The you know, Last the post. Special grown and yeah. Yeah. And it's just everything's really noisy. Everyone's not drinking heavily. Then that comes on, and everybody just faces a light like they do, and, and then it finishes, and then it's back to being noisy and going back to their pokies and back to the tour. It's just amazing seeing that thing. Well, uh, my scene uh, comes from, is uh, from Animal Kingdom, where uh, so the brothers, uh, the brothers who are uh, criminals, they've they've one of their brothers has been killed uh, by some crooked cops, uh, Joel Edgerton, I believe it was, and they they're out to get payback. So they they do you love Joel Edgerton or something? Oh <laughs> man, I I just I, I went because I, I watched the movie today because I got invited uh, here yesterday, but I, I watched the movie today. And then I just thought, you're distracting me. And I, <laughs> you know I ramble. Stop that. <laughs> uh, it's when the, Joel it's the first time <laughs> anyone's used tactics on the show. Yeah, he gets killed. And then the, 
the remaining brother's going to go out and, uh, and and get some payback and kill some mm. some uh, Victorian police officers. Uh, and they're about to that, leave. That classic Aussie situation. You're with your mates. But it's, it's, they're about to leave. And then one of the brothers, I think it's, I think it's Craig, I think is his character's name. They're just about to leave the house like, and they're going to go kill some cops. And then he just like has a, like, has a cone from a bomb. <laughs> and then it's like one of his other brothers is like, what are you doing? We're about to leave. And he's like, he doesn't say anything. He just does it. And then, he d- and then it just turns, like, there's this weird moment where it's just like, I think we've all been in that situation where you're going to do something serious and then you like you might like get drunk or like have a beer or pull a cone and then one of your friends just sort of brings you back down to earth and it's sort of I think that oh, I've never killed I'd like to say on record right now I've never killed a Victorian police officer but you know we've all had that moment you're where right. if you're going to, <laughs> would, would you have a cone before you do it it seemed to work it's not until like later where he's a little bit paranoid but it depends yeah, it on the cone yeah, not, yeah. not the killing not the killing it depends on his reaction to the drug, everyone sort of handles Everyone's it. Different. Different. Everyone's different. He was pretty mellow. So right. I'm going to rule one person out at this point. Hey, I have Andrew. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My point was... It just sounds like... It was like yeah, there's, something, life, there's something very Australian about like sort of suburban melancholy. melancholy. I yeah, think we can say that about any, any kind of suburban culture. British yeah, culture, yeah. very it's Australian. A, I liked it. Yeah, well, no, that's fine. I'm ruling yours out. Too broad a stroke. Still winning. Good point, good point. But you don't get a point for that. The cone bit and the dawn service and the pub scene. Which one are you leaning towards? I like the dawn service. Yeah, that sounds it's not very six o'clock normally, isn't it? It's not dawn uh, five, I think. It is. So yeah, you're right. I think it happens at five or six. The eve yeah. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've been in RSLs where that's happened. Mm. I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I think that in that situation, that's quite uh, fitting and quite. I liked it. The cone part is very mm. cool, but I think Ronnie is getting the point on this yeah. one. Yep. Right. Oh, do, you got, do you see what I mean about the cheap guy Richie thing? That sounds like such like a like. But it's not as comical. It's, it's literally yeah. it's like twenty seconds. Yeah. But on the on the that dawn service is that is that they have that that's like a bell toll. Or to they the do signif- a thing where like it comes yeah. on the speakers. I haven't yeah. seen it in this movie, but I've seen it at RSLs and stuff. But it like, comes on the speakers, and everyone just stops what they're doing. They stand up and they face the west, I believe. Because when we used to be at RSLs, my, and that would come on, my friend uh, would do the Undertaker eyes. <laughs> 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 on that, just real quick. <laughs> Uh, the reason I did not watch the movies I was told to last night is because I was catching up on Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Like is it still going? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's going forever. Dude, I was watching Rumble on Monday. Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, Royal I, Rumble. I watched the Royal Rumble Monday night as well. So, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> Ronnie just looked at me with no, his stare of utter confusion. Like, you guys are fucking children. <laughs> um, all right, next question. We'd start with Ronnie on this one. Coolest scene. Didn't, that, didn't no. you just ask that? I said most Aussie scene. Oh, this is most coolest scene. Oh, coolest scene. Ah, got it. Coolest <laughs> and most Aussie. So not we're not so fucking Aussies aren't cool. Is that what you're saying? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Different. <laughs> it's a different thing. All right. I'll go. Fuck it. Can you get it? Someone else can come back. All right. Well. All righty. Uh, my uh, most coolest scene goes to so it's um, this is yeah yet again the the same brother Craig. Uh, he's in hiding. Uh, he's hiding in with his mate that he's buying a gun off in the country, and then uh, it turns out his mate. His mates framed him, or bugged, like he's bugged his house because he knew he was coming, and the cops turn up. So he grabs a gun, and he's running into the bush, and the cops pull up, and there's two of them in the cars, and he, he knows that he can't even fight it, so he just runs into the bush, and they shoot him, and he drops to the ground, and then there's this one shot. I'll, I don't have it. I should have screenshotted it, but what it is, it's, it's the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, just for the listeners out there. Here's a screenshot. Um, I'll put it on my Instagram, which is the one bit of social media I gave. Uh, it's uh, it's the four cops like walking from the car, and I don't know why, but they just look like because it's the it's the part of the movie where sort of like uh, like uh, oh what's that um not Armageddon the end is coming for this family, and they they sort of look like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh-huh. and I always thought it was just really cool like you just see because it's it's not slow I think it might be in like like point seven like twenty five percent slower, but it's just really cool them walking from their you know. Uh, Company issue Commodores. Was Joel Edgerton there? No, he's dead. Stop bringing him up, man. <laughs> Andrew. I brought him up once. <laughs> um, what a, okay, coolest moment. All right, so the coolest moment of Muriel's wedding is where Eric Draven, a.k.a. The Crow, <laughs> is atop a church, right? He goes from an action scene, he starts doing a guitar solo for no reason. And you're like out. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the okay, the coolest scene in Muriel's wedding uh, is obviously, uh, it's very early in the film, they go on a, on a big trip. It's where... 
uh, Tony Collette's character meets Rachel Griffith's character, uh, and they do uh, sort of a mime to to uh, an ABBA song. I can't remember which one. Maybe Waterloo. I think it's Waterloo. Is it Waterloo. I think it's Waterloo. Um, anyway, he does like a mime. They do like a mime sing along thing, and it's it's just it's awesome. They're really good at it. You can see Tony Collette like acts the passion of an ABBA fan perfectly. It's lovely. He said coolest scene, by the way. That's yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> For an ABBA fan, it's really cool. Mm, mm. Rodney. Yes, all right, it's come to me. Uh, the scene Look, it's not when, a cool movie. <laughs> when uh, John, the character John Grant is getting dropped off, played by Gary Bond. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> great actor. And um, he, he's, he, um, he gets dropped off by you know another one of the locals from the Yabba. And uh, he, the locals gave him a lift. He goes, do you want to be? He goes, no, he doesn't want to be. And then he has a bit of a freak, because the guy... Has a freak out. So what is it wrong with you, you bloody people? You know, he goes on a bit of a rant. You can do everything, but you can't have a beer with you. It's like the end of the world. And he has a bit of a rant, and it's the character who's gave him the lift. He was he wasn't an actor either. He just picked up on the. He's one of the locals from yeah. um, Broken Hill. He's got like one tooth or two teeth, and he just says, "You're mad, you bastard." And I just love that response. <laughs> that was pretty fucking cool. That's probably more Aussie too. Yeah, you already got the point for most Aussie anyway. So I don't know. They're all good points here. I think so. So I need first. you guys to start you know, All right. digging holes at each other. Here's what I'll say. Come on, this guy wasn't even an actor. and he got. Do you know what uh, pretty much your whole movie, Rodney, reminds me of is the scene in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, where uh, they go to the small country town um, and they think that one of the guys in drag is a woman mm. and then they go to Basham. It sounds pretty similar to that. It's mm. got like a real sort of country town, like gone violent. Sort like of sort of yeah. xenophobic, but not... Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite like bigoted, like country they're not, town. Yeah, they're not, they're not really bigoted. They're just... Weird. Just in pissheads. From what I read, it sounds they're like they're all drink. just psycho yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. they're mad. Um, anyway, we're supposed to... Yeah, so rather than just talk about other movies that aren't in this, uh, Animal Kingdom... Um, I don't know. I just don't. I well, don't it wasn't re- in the trailer, so you I can't don't even, really you can't buy even comment into, on this. No, here's, here's what I'm going to say about Animal Kingdom. I don't really buy into the idea of Australian action being cool. Like, I can get it being gritty or realistic or anything really? like that. Max? There's something. Ma- that's Does not someone realistic. say Fury Road? I would, I would say like, like realistic violence. Oh, like, it's, there's nothing, what's realistic there's nothing violence? Cool two about hands. Two hands. Yeah, yeah, two hands. Two hands. Hmm? I haven't seen that. Alright, no. you know what? I'm ruling you out, alright? I'm ruling you Push out, Andrew. Your own fucking country movies, yeah. mate. I'm good. Yeah. Alright, you guys Andrew's out. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Will, though. Um, yeah. The Four Horsemen thing is pretty cool. It's just a cool shot. It's just yeah. like, because it's, it's just these dudes, like, I think only two of them have their guns drawn as well, and it's just, because it's just like, sort of like, it's sort of heart pounding action for like 30 seconds, and then you just get this sweet shot of just the aftermath and the, the, the da- it's like a, a precursor to the eventual downfall. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean about Australian movies not like having cool action violence, like like realistic? Like it's never going to be like a Tarantino film or whatever because it's it's all just like Cause set in like the laws. suburbs of, Winters, <laughs> yeah. of Western Sydney, and it's all just going to be about like shitty drug dealers shooting each mm. other and stuff. It's not. It's, yeah, it is like a there's not like, like cool gangster shit. He, two hands is yeah. From what I've heard, it's two hands isn't even one of the films that we're talking about. <laughs> Point to two hands, <laughs> Ronnie. You got any final points? About your one? About my one? Nah. Do you want to take his down? No, that, no, that's it, mate. Well, I'm going to have to give the point to Will. No, Will's finally on the yeah, board. Yes. About time, Will. I assume right. there was a nudie run if you didn't get any points. <laughs> what's, next, what's next question? <laughs> it's never happened yet. It's never happened yet. Um, but next question is, which one's more appealing to an international market? Uh, Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> great. Jesus. Yeah, he's going to win this one. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. You've, if you know your history with this movie, you can probably argue it for it. You can argue for yours too, yeah. Will. I know what you're going to say, Andrew, but let's start off with you. All right. I don't know if you guys have heard of a little contest called Eurovision, all right? What? <laughs> I'm just looking at the year that this happened. Hold on. Hold on. Do, do, right. do any of you want to jump in while he looks up this film? Well, I have to say, this internationally, what I just have also realised when watching the film, uh, it's it probably has less women's women's uh, ro- lines in it than the original Star Wars. Mm. Oh, really? Is it just sort of a... Blokey film. Mm. Yeah, there's like one, I guess, Coke and Coke, she has a few words, and there's a receptionist, and then there's his dreams of seeing his girlfriend. Oh, it's so like there's n- the women are never like actual characters; they're just like no, the set character. pieces. One, yeah, two of them are. Oh, right. receptionist and the uh, the uh, what's her name, Janet? Yeah. But how is that appealing to an international audience? That was a question, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, I was studying. You all just say facts. One of those, one of those sexist <laughs> well, well, countries. Well, yeah, well, I was just saying, well, yeah, if, if 
Oh, Saudi yeah, Arabia. So it'll work in the sexist um, countries yeah. because it's hardly has any women in it and they could, it wouldn't take long to edit out even if they wanted to do that. And it'll show people, look, oh, look at Australia, mate. Hey, come down. So huh? the countries that, like, they pr- it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, no, Just say it. <laughs> All right. All right. You want him to go back? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so in 19... I would say his film is. Am I talking yeah. about yeah. Yeah. Learning or Am I talking about his? Yours. Film? Yours. Okay. In nineteen seventy four, Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I got four <laughs> names for you right now: Agnetha, Bjorn, oh, Benny. Just and get Annie. to the point. Get to the point. <laughs> yeah, Abba's pretty fucking universal. Cut. No. <laughs> Cut and paste. Pretty, yeah. Abba's very, uh, you know, has a lot of universal appeal. Mm. It's about sort of the Australian experience in a light-hearted way. So it it plays into that sort of Mm. Paul Hogan-esque Australian tourist narrative. Um, It's fun. It's funny. Tony Collette now is international success from all her, you know, Hollywood stuff, United States of Tara and stuff. Great actress. Oh, she in that? Yeah, Yeah, she's she's Tara, and you know, oh, that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See what I mean about the weight gain and loss? It's crazy what she did. It's very impressive. Um, yeah, it's huge. It's got, like, the main plot thing is ABBA and weddings. They have them overseas. Done. I yeah, mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll give Andrew a point for that. Anyway, what do you... Sorry. Will. International appeal. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Muriel's wedding definitely has international appeal. I mean, there's heaps of knuckle-dragon, you know, idiots who love to clap and dance about yeah. ABBA. But, you know, you know, you know who else has, like, what else has international appeal? Animal Kingdom. It's gritty. <laughs> it's real. You know, people want people want real stories. They don't want sing-alongs, and well, maybe they do, but they're idiots. The people that do, and I mean, at the end of the day, oh, he's, he's won this one. <laughs> Can I make a counter argument <laughs> to yourself or to me? Hold on one second. I'm just gonna look something uh, up. Ron, I think Ronnie has something. Well, I've got an interesting fact. Yes. Waking Fright is one of the only two films ever to screen twice in the history of a festival. The Cannes Film Festival? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Scorsese said, Waking Fright is deeply, and I mean deeply, unsettling and disturbing film. Mm. He said movie, but I just said film. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Classes it up. Get the quote right or you don't <laughs> get the point. Mm. Okay, can I make a counter-argument to yeah. that? Yep. All right. Waterloo. I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, right, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, just stop, just stop. <laughs> but I was, I was uh, as a final point, I mean, international appeal. In Animal Kingdom, Guy Pearce looks a bit like my dad. And whenever we go overseas, people really like my dad. So... Oh. Do you know who else has international success? Uh, Rachel Griffiths, who played Brenda in Six Feet Under. And she was mm. also in... New Year's Wedding. Yeah. You know who else <laughs> the international success? Jack Thompson, who was in the uh, Wake and Fright. So there you go. Mm. What else did he do? He wasn't stuff. an actor, was he? Yeah, he was an actor. He did a lot of stuff. Look, they're all actors. He did, um... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, the guy that gave him a lift, he was just a local at Broken Hill. And, well, uh... If you guys know your facts, it's much more easier to argue against Andrew, but you guys don't. <laughs> um, Jack Thompson. I mean, I think international success in my movie probably had the most as well. Just no, actually, no, I think it didn't. No. Like, Mirrors Wedding didn't do that well. That's, that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Animal Kingdom was, um people started taking the Australian film industry seriously internationally because yeah. of that film. From 2010. Yep. Mm. And now in Australia, it's oh, a yeah. new time. And with Rodney's film, the Khan's thing, and people like all over the world use that as a cult movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Muriel's Wedding. <laughs> yeah, so what does McDonald's <laughs> sells more burgers than my Auntie Jen? Doesn't mean Auntie Jen's cooking's worse. Yeah. Mm. Do not smear people's aunties, please. <laughs> Well, you know, just because something sells more is more popular doesn't mean make, make, actually mean it's better. Yeah, all right. We Fair go back enough. to my point of idiots. But everyone likes ABBA. No, I don't like ABBA. How can you like not ABBA. like ABBA? What is wrong with you people? Because we had to sing it heaps of times. Well, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, we, you <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably shouldn't say that when I'm the only white guy. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not a racist. <laughs> well, on on the arguments, it's either Rodney or Andrew. Will, who are you going to lean towards? I'll get, I'll get a Rodney. Uh, my, can I just ask a question? Yeah. Was my argument helped or hurt by me listing ABBA song titles? Hurt. Yeah. No, no, no. I stand by. It, 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 it was neutral. It had no way into the title. But Definitely hurt. <laughs> Dancing Queen. 
Alright, well, Worthy's gonna get the point then. Yes. And there's a the sound effect. Thanks, man. Okay, ah, oh, shit, this question. <laughs> Is it which movie has the most ABBA songs in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, which movie had the best costumes or outfits? Jeez. There's actually, I don't, I actually I don't, don't have that strong an argument for this one. I don't. Yeah, I got no, a couple. Right. No you know what? I'm going to slightly or... tweak this question. Which one of the best costumes or outfits for an Australian setting? Oh, uh, got it. <laughs> I'll I'll lead us off. Yeah. I mean, you're watching Animal Kingdom. You're seeing you're seeing guys wearing like you know shorts and just not quite fitting polo shirts. I'm changing the channel. Thinking, I'm putting on Muriel's wedding. That's you, what I'm no, doing. No, but you're thinking you're there. You're at the RSL club. You're at the fish store. I think they're in for one scene. It's real, you know. No Both one... those settings are in Muriel's wedding. There's a fish probably. store in Muriel's. <laughs> like probably, like. <laughs> but you know, and then like you see the cops, and they look like cops, and at no point do you think that's not a cop because it says police <laughs> on his chest. Same thing happens in Muriel's wedding. <laughs> oh, that big drug bust in Muriel's <laughs> wedding. No, but there is there's cops in it. They arrest the shoplifting lady. Do, do they have? Does it say police on a bulletproof no, jacket? As fucking police. <laughs> and they could be anyone. They could be strippers, for I know. They got badges. Strippers have badges. Are they real badges, do you think? No. <laughs> Andrew, make your point. Um, yeah, it's like, aesthetically speaking, the movie perfectly captures, like, suburbia. Like it's Kebabshes. <laughs> In the setting of the kebab shop, <laughs> it probably happens. Um, yeah, it's all tongs and shorts. And also, um, the thing, there's one particularly great outfit in it, I thought, uh, which is... The, her actual wedding dress. It's, the they perfectly yeah. do uh, like a bad tacky wedding dress and it nails okay. like both that sort of time and place and it suits that character perfectly. Plus, it, it, it genuinely looks like suburban sort of coastal town Australia. It, there's nothing unrealistic about it. Every character looks as they would look. Yep. Rodney. Well, working fried. The, co- the costumes and outfits were mostly very... It was made in 1971, the film, so this is very, and it's in Outback, mostly. It's just dull. I guess the best thing was uh, the teacher's suit, mm-hmm. played by Gary Bond. Um, John John Grant, played by Gary Bond, now deceased. Mm. He's, but his suit was probably the most colourful thing, but in that heat, too, travelling over. Yeah, but, the, uh, like... Colors don't really matter. Does like did it fit the setting? Did like you, know. you mean colors don't really matter? Well, no, it doesn't really matter. Like <laughs> turn it around. Well, yeah, that's what. It, just thinking about the film is making me feel hot mm-hmm. because there's just a lot of seeing the guys sweat a lot and in their clothes. Well, there weren't no one was really overdressed except for when he was in his suit. I will say, Wake and Fright has the most realistic sweating out of all. Probably has the most amount of sweating. Sweating, yeah, in a film. In terms of Australia, is probably the most, like in terms of... Other than boxing films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's good sweat. Well, there's there's more sweat in that than any of the Mad Max films. That's for sure. You reckon? Yeah, no one really sweats in... They only really... Yeah, there's not not much sweat in Mad Max, Mm. which is weird. It's Mm. in the middle of the desert. Muriel's wedding. There's a bit of sweating. Lots of chaplist. There's a bit of sweating in Muriel's wedding. Nah, there's no... no, that's, That's all unintentional. That's just a... You know, someone ballsing it up on the costume department. No, There's no real sweat. Summer. <laughs> you know summer? What? I'm going to call this one early. I'm going to give this one to, I think, Will. I think Will, I made the best yeah, argument. Well done. Yeah. All right. This is the last question. Bad. You're oh, all on shit. two each. So this is the final one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know if you listen to the podcast before, we usually go eight questions. I'm cutting it down to seven because we are going over time in with, the, with the podcast. So that's why we're going to seven questions. I have a lot to say about Muriel's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> final question. Which one had the best score to suit an Australian setting? <laughs> score. Not soundtrack. School. Oh, yeah. I can't even think of the score. I don't even know what the score was. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's the that's the answer. Ooh, no, 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 no. you shot yourself yeah. in the foot, Rodney. Because <laughs> so. I don't really have it any other questions. A... I got one more question I could use if no one can answer this. Are you googling, Andrew? Are you googling the score for Muriel's wedding? No, I'm trying to find out if it, if there was one or if it was just. just no, I think it's just all. It would have all been Abba songs. I think it was entirely Abba songs, which I don't think really. Counts there was a, yeah, there was a scene when he's freaking out a bit in one of them. There's sort of a score over that. You know what? In the hunting Since scene. None of you know. I'm going to go to that last question. That right. I don't want to do. I uh, didn't want to do because I don't know if these movies really have a 
character like this. But let's see. Mm. We'll Best see. villain. Best mm. villain. Yeah, villain yeah. or bad guy. Mm. Mm. Or person. Bad person. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got it. Yeah. All right. So Muriel's biggest enemy in Muriel's wedding is Muriel. Oh. Of course. She's a classic self-sabotager. She's a classic... Uh, her delusion, I think, is probably her biggest enemy in this. She's so focused on this idea of a perfect wedding. She forgot what weddings are all about. Um, she also sort of didn't pay enough attention to her friend. She had this friend. She ended up in a wheelchair. It was, it was real sad. And she sort of let it, She let herself down. She let her friend down. Um, and the whole movie, you, you actually spend the whole movie very frustrated with Muriel. She's a frustrating character. Um, she's so naive and sort of blind to her own uh, faults, I guess. Uh, the, it makes the sort of, like any good villain, the reason any villain's there from pro wrestling to Darth Vader to everything is so the hero can get their comeuppance and their, or their revenge mm-hmm. or their... It's to make the hero look good, right? When Muriel does finally sort of conquer herself in a sense... You really feel it, and you re- it really means something to the Brings audience and to me as a man. Yeah, valid point, Andrew. Valid point. Now, in uh, in Animal Kingdom, as a <clears throat> as I've described, Jolly's in it. He's one of the bank robbers. There's no Animal Kingdom's all about these blurred lines. There are no there are no good guys and bad guys, but there is. A, I, w- I would say there is a villain, sort of in in Smurf. The 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 Gargamel. Ma- what? Gargamel. Yeah, the villain. <laughs> yeah. It was. It took a weird turn. What about uh? What about the, <laughs> the fucking, crow? What about the fucking pigs? <laughs> no, no. See, because they're just doing their job. But the, the real villain is Smurf. The, the only matriarch. good cop's a dead cop. Oh, that's. <laughs> just saying. Do not endorse that. The white that. guy said that. The white <laughs> guy said that. Yeah. Oh man! In this geopolitical climate, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, Smurf. She's the matriarch of the family. She's the one, you know, because she's the one pulling all the strings. You got these. Ooh. You got these guys that are all. At the end of the day, they're not. They're not that smart. They're. They're all being, you know, like, they're puppets, but they don't even know they're puppets. They think they're making the moves. Even the cops, the cops think they're doing, but it's all, it's all this suburban housewife mm-hmm. who is, if, if you watch the film, uh, Smurf is the, like, epitome of, like, that bitch on your street that, like, calls the cops when your music's too loud and then comes over later and she's like, oh, did someone turn, did someone call the cops? Oh, why would anybody call the cops? I have no, and she just, she's that auntie that you hate. She's that auntie that you hate. Please, Will, speak more about how you hate women, please. She's not going to be here, but she's the auntie that you hate. Rodney hates. Um, I would say it will be the doc, the alcoholic doctor, Doc Tyden. Based on the Wikipedia article I read, he is terrifying. He's very terrifying. Yeah, alcoholic doctor. It was a good Wikipedia article. (laughs) Yes. Well, well, I guess he's the antagonist. A lot of people are in the camp, but he's the main antagonist because he's tops. Spoiler alert, he stops him from getting to Sydney. Mm. But so he's sort of the hero. He's, well, no, he stops him from getting to Sydney. Oh, oh he think, wants to get to Sydney. I mm. think there's no greater enemy than the enemy within, which is why I'm saying Muriel's Wedding has the best villain. Look at that's other deep, classic man. films with enemy within. What do we got? The enemy within, that's a film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good that's one. That's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> anything Fight Club? Fight Club, that's a good one. Although I would say the real enemy in Fight Club is Cat. I did not get the point uh. of that film. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you guys have final points for each one of yours? Because I have no idea who to go with. Rodney's definitely got the more cartoony villain. He's isn't not it? cartoony, really. Isn't he? I haven't seen it. I'm just based off... He's what? definitely not cartoony. Nah, he's he's an terrifying. Dog, pretty terrifying guy. I just think if Muriel took a good hard look at herself and just thought about what she was doing and thought about what she was trying to achieve, it would be so easy for her. But it's so frustrating that she won't. And as a, as a, you know, a human being, I feel like we all have that within us. Like we all, our biggest enemy is always ourselves. You know, you look in you look in the mirror every morning. You're just, Why can't you be better? You know, you know what I mean. You got you got that sort of. Everyone sort of has to. Everyone has to improve. Everyone has to sort of work harder at being the best then they can be. And True. I think everyone can see a bit of Muriel in themselves. True, but I mean that's that's just like what they always say. Is, I guess that's why they say you're terrible, Muriel. You're terrible. She's great. Yes, because oh, she God. truly is the villain. That's such a good movie. She is terrible, Muriel. I should have used that in my argument. Thanks, Will. But I mean, <clears throat> in terms of it, Smurf is definitely the, the 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 worst villain because does she have a catchphrase about how terrible she is? She's like, not okay, 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 so yours is the person that uh, it's your own person. 
Your mm. lead is the villain. Mm. Um, your one is a person who's pulling all the strings. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, you haven't told me why this guy's a villain. Like, why does he want to keep the guy in the town? He's drunk. Mm. He stayed over his house. In uh, the Wikipedia he, article, it says he like rapes him or something. Well, there, yeah, well, there's a thing with that when they when they're wrestling and then it just cuts scene in the, in the morning and it just shows him lying next to each other and mm. his, oh, uh, pants, his pants are unbuttoned. Well, if it's consensual, then that's not really villain. I think he's really pissed. But yeah, his pants. Mm. When he wakes up, his pants unbuttoned, and he just wants to go. Because if it's consensual, then that's just kind of vaguely homophobic to imply that anyone who'd have gay is sex really is villain. <laughs> yeah, depends. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it. I'd have to. Maybe as a doctor, he's just like, look, it's really hot in here. Just yeah, <laughs> maybe he had a rash. <laughs> well, I don't know who to go with. I mean, having uh, a rash. There is a catchphrase Jack, about Jack how bad she is. I shouldn't have given you that, should I? You yeah, should yeah, not have It's a good argument. You know what? I hate to do this. Oh, I really no, hate Andrew's to do this. Andrew's going to win. <laughs> I swear to God. No. He is, he's made the best argument so far. Wait, no, actually. Will actually made a really good argument. I'm going to have to rule Ronnie out. Sorry, Ronnie. No mm-hmm. worries. Uh, you're all doubts. So you have lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get some last minute tips. Yeah. Uh, you can find him at Rodney underscore Todd. There'll be a link in the description below. At Twitter. Are you, Twitter. Are you suggesting that now he's not allowed to talk? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Cutting him right. out. Yeah. Yeah. Should I just walk out now? Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Oh, um, but you can help me with this one. Come back. Come back. <laughs> no, I'm back. I'm back. Right. Who are you leaning towards? Who? Will or Andrew? For this podcast, I would say best Foley work goes to Rodney Todd. That was very <laughs> impressive. Question number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Who did best Foley on this podcast? <laughs> well, I'd really, the, the, the best point was when, well, you said the point for that, that, that your terrible miracle. God really damn like it. That, damn it. So, yeah, uh, I have to go with my original. Uh, Man, Venom killed me. Andrew won. Yeah. Uh, they said I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, best Australian movie is Mule's Wedding. Thank you, oh. finally. It's official. <laughs> it was about time I got the recognition it deserved. Oh, I've been for this for years. <laughs> finally, I get the opportunity to make my case that I've been dying to make. You can find Keller on Instagram at Alicia underscore smells. <laughs> Why that one? Oh, it's a long story. All right, fair enough. And you can find Andrew Hastings at Andrew Hastings on Twitter. Uh, anything you guys want to plug while you're here? Mm. Ronnie, I know you've got a podcast. Yep. Yep. Uh, what is it? Spooky Blokies. And where can they find it? Where? Yeah. On the internet. Twitter? Just Google it. Just Google it. Yeah, Spooky Blokies. Just Google it. Work it out. It's you guys were in Woi Woi, weren't you? Recently. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm from the Central Coast. Oh, right. Because I, I thought you did Sydney. So so what do you do in the podcast? I thought you specifically did it in the West. No, we do it everywhere. I've never watched Lisson. Yeah, a lot of people don't. That's right. Uh, we, uh, most people. <laughs> we, most people we, in the world. We, what, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people's most. A lot of people's most. <laughs> We ride on our push bikes, me and uh, comedian Shane Matheson. Funny guy. Funny guy. And we uh, ride on our push bikes and we talk about whatever. Sometimes a suburb. Sometimes a bit more than a suburb. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's what we do. And, yeah. Do you guys have we, a catchphrase? Not really. Oh. I'll leave you, maybe song, li- li- do <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think we do. Will? Uh, well, me and, me and Andrew are going to... Uh, uh, I think mug and kettle. Yeah, in we're going to do minutes. a hot open mic spot immediately after this. So, so depending on how quickly if, you are, uh, you upload going this. Out live and you can be in Glebe in the next half an hour. You can see me. This, this sounds like a joke. But, I genuinely okay. wrote a joke about the crow earlier today, and I'm going to try it out. Today. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it now. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. Andrew. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Twitter. I'm doing Adelaide. I'm doing a show uh, with Daniel Muggleton and Sam Kistukian called Jokes to Bang to. It's just a showcase show. And um, I'm, it's too far away for dates and stuff. But in May for Sydney Comedy Festival, I'm doing a show called Emo. Uh, look, if it all works out, you might just see that crow joke in there. So, <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's all about being sad and having oh. my comic romance backpacks. Speaking about stuff. Comedy Festival, are you going to be entering your own battle again? I will pro- most likely be entering the Yamama battle again. I was the runner-up last year, yep. so that's pretty exciting. Oh, so you didn't win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, I feel like I just won something. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Remember, I feel like I maybe just beat you at something. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, also, next week, February second, you're going to be roast battling Tom I will Sanderson. Be roast battling Tom Sanderson with some sick burns. Yep, and mm-hmm. Will McKellar, you're going to be on the judges panel. I'll be on the judges panel. I look forward to judging you. 
Which, Again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find some uh, Muriel's wedding photos <laughs> to do on Tom Sanderson. If you want details on that, uh, just follow me on Twitter or follow the Comedy on the Edge uh, Twitter handle. Uh, it will be February 2nd, 7.30pm at the Chippendale Hotel. Get your tickets online or at the door. Now, the way we're going to end this is a the Seizure Kaiser movie game. The way it works pretty simple. Uh, Andrew, since you won, you pick a actor or actress, anyone you want, mm. and then we have to go around name a, a movie that person's been in until we all start uh, running out. Uh, if you you got five seconds, if you can't name one, we go to the next okay. person, and you've been eliminated. Last person. Do I go first? You go first. You said. And the last person has to name one more film to get to actually okay. get the point. So if I were to just say The Crow, Brandon Lee, that would be cheating. Oh, I, can st- I think I could take you on that one. All right, well, let's not do that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, who's an actor I like? Let's go to an Australian actor. Since it is... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that guy from... Uh, <laughs> oh, great start. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know, Australian actor. Great question. Fuck. I should have thought about this beforehand. Right, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Let's go Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman? All right, start it off. Wolverine X-Men Origins. <laughs> All right, The Wolverine. Mm. Just another movie that Hugh Jackman's in? Yeah. you got five seconds. Chappie. Yeah, nice. X-Men. Which X-Men? Uh, X-Men. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 2. <laughs> X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Fuck, that's the last one, isn't it? Uh, still like, don't X- tell him <laughs> X-Men 4 no it doesn't exist ah oh, fuck you wanna go you, go, you wanna get another one uh, <laughs> the past the finger point you're up uh, well the Avengers no. no yeah he's in the bar isn't he no and they're trying oh did I just oh no just eliminate did I get the wrong camera yeah. oh, damn it what you are thinking of is Pardon, which one are you thinking of? I know which I'm one I'm thinking is. of X-Men Days of Future Past, but it's not that one. No, it's not that one. He was thinking of First Class. Yes, you yep, are thinking of X-Men. Which I've just named, so it's your turn. Shit. Um, all right. Uh, I can just name a regular Hugh Jackman movie, I guess. Uh, Boy From Oz. Mm. Oh, Payback Hero. have not seen that. Um, Australia. Real Steel. Ah, oh, fuck. That was going to be my next one. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, all right. He wasn't in Moulin Rouge. He uh, Was he in Strictly Ballroom? I'm going to say Strictly Ballroom. Take a punt on that. No, no. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. No? So you're out? Yeah, I'm out. Okay, um, The Fountain. Oh, Les Mis. Oh, yeah, Les Mis. Oh, yeah. oh, that was La La La. Yeah, it was a musical, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. So I guess I've won my own game again. Um, but Andrew yeah, won the road for a post- podcast. <laughs> why would I pick a comic book movie actor? Yeah, why would you do that? It's yeah. dumb of me. Like, have you seen around yeah, here? No, yeah, this is a nightmare. But I will mention, um, usually in the game we don't do a lot of cameos, but I was going to let you take the point if you got it, but you named the wrong fucking really movie. really dropped the ball on yeah. that one, didn't I? Uh, How okay. do you define a cameo, though? Uh, cameo, if it's okay. credited, it counts. If it's uncredited, it doesn't count. Alright, and that's been uh, Film Feuds. We'll see you next week with the episode. I'm thinking we might be doing um, uh, what, which, what, uh, Best Comedy Sequel because of Zoolander, but uh, we might change it just beforehand because we want to get that episode in during uh, when, it, when it's release date. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you next week. Bye.